When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, hello, crime creeps. It's your pal, Mark. I just wanted to come on here before today's episode and give you a few quick updates. First, Charity and I are down in the crime cave hard at work on a bonus episode discussing the cause of death released by the Teton County Coroner, Dr. Brent Blue. As soon as we finish it up, we'll release it into the feed, so look for it this weekend. Next, we now have an email set up so you can contact us directly, as I know lots of people actually don't really like using Facebook. So reach out to us. Our email is info at casewatchpodcast.com. Honestly, we just love hearing from you. Have an idea for a case you want us to cover, or even if you just want to say hi, feel free to send us a message. I also want to let you know about a great podcast that I think you guys should check out. It's called Stressful But Successful, and you can find it where all major podcasts are available. They dive into all the struggles of life from hard to talk about subjects to just helping you get through the daily grind that life throws at you every day. This week, they sit down with a survivor of a sex trafficking ring, and she shares her amazing story in great detail and how she's moved forward with life. It's very amazing and empowering story that honestly I think you guys should listen to. Finally, I want to give a few shout outs to some of our creeps, Carrie Ann, Margaret, Susie, Kelly, Cheryl, Dave, and Amy. Thanks for reaching out to us. Stay tuned for a quick word from one of our sponsors, or you can just hip skip 30 seconds and jump right to the show. Talk to you soon, creeps, and now enjoy the show. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. As we've been reporting, the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito is being investigated as a homicide. We begin with the latest on the search to find Brian Laundrie, the only person of interest in the homicide death of Gabby Petito. Hey, Crime Creeps. Welcome back. I'm Charity. And I'm Mark. And welcome to the show. How's everybody been? Hope everyone is well. We have some fall weather coming at us, which is nice. It not only came at us, it like it hit us fast. It, it, we went from summer right into winter, it feels like here. I don't know if anybody knows where we are, but we're in northern Massachusetts, so we get hit pretty hard here. Unfortunately, Mark, 
I do believe that I have a little bit of an accent that many of the viewers have recognized as a Massachusetts accent. You don't say charity. I've never noticed that. Yes. I, I actually, the sad thing is, is I try really hard to pronounce my R's because I am aware of the accent, but clearly I'm not trying hard enough. So I apologize if it offends anybody. I actually get quite a few people saying they like hearing your accent and it reminds them of home. Aw, that's so, nice. I'm a New Hampshire guy. I don't feel as if I have any accents at all. I'm just lame. No, I have, it's I'm me. me. Yeah, and no, I'm the one with the Massachusetts accent. All right, let's jump right in. I guess that this has been a, a busy week. We got to start trying to pick up the pace on recording here a little bit more. Um, Charity, go ahead. What is new in the Gabby Petito case this week? So uh, a few things have happened. Um, we've had Brian's dad out searching a campsite, the FBI. We've had dog doing some things and dog's family members saying some things. And we have um, Brian's sister, Cassie, has been very talkative, even though she has been told not to talk. So we, I have a lot of information on that as well. Well, that sounds interesting. So all that and more comes coming up soon. But first, what do we got in wow. store charity? Well, Mark, as we all know, we're in October. Favorite month of the year. Yes. And what else is in October at the end? Uh, where I used to steal all my kids' candy. I mean, Halloween. Yeah, of course. You tell them that there's something wrong with it so you can have it. I, I, I have to test that. And we always had to test the That's Reese's right. Peanut Butter Cups. Mm-hmm. So... Here in Massachusetts, not too far away from us, is an area called Salem, Massachusetts. I'm sure many of you heard have heard of it. It is mostly known for the witch trials. So I have a couple of facts to tell everybody who may not know too much about Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, this is interesting. Very interesting. So the witch trials actually took place in 1692, which is the 17th century. So during these witch trials, 19 people were hanged and one person was pressed to death. Pressed um, to death? Pressed to death. That does not I sound I did not fun. even want to look it up, but from what I understand, extremely torturous. I, I'm going to have to look it up after. Yeah, you should. And maybe not tell me though, because it's... Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people, because it's such a big deal, think that these trials went on forever when in reality, they only lasted for three months, which is very interesting. That's all they were? Yeah. I, I, I feel like we discussed this in my childhood. Like this of was course. something that went for years. That's oh, actually amazing to me. I, I had a field trip to Salem, Massachusetts when I was a kid. Five of the hanged witches were actually men. Really? Yeah. And Giles Corey was also a man. He was the one that was pressed to death. And then many people at the time didn't agree with the trials, even back then. Which I, I, I can't see why it wouldn't speak, be popular. To speak up like that is scary. And every year, Mark, more than one million tourists visit Salem, Massachusetts, which is crazy. Have you ever been on a Halloween or close to Halloween? I've been there in October, but I've never been there later in the season. The, the, the city was, or the, it's actually a town, I believe. It's a town. It the is. The town was dressed up for Halloween. It's it's amazing. It like is, It's something to see. Guys, there's people dressed in costumes. You can take tours of all different historic areas where all these happen. You can walk through the uh, graveyards. Didn't they tape Hocus Pocus there? They did. The, the, I was going to say, I thought they did. More than one uh, movie and series was done there. So Definitely put it on the bucket list of places to visit because it is phenomenal. Nominal when Absolutely. You go there. So just wanted to share a little bit about Salem, Massachusetts. So hopefully those were some things that people didn't know that now they know. Well, I, I now know that I need to Google what press to death is. So. 
Moving on in other case news, October 6th at 9.15 a.m. at Timberview High School located in Arlington, Texas, reports of shot fired were reported to authorities at Timothy George Simpkins, an 18-year-old student, pulled a 45 caliber handgun from his backpack and shot a 15-year-old student with whom he had an altercation with. And also a 25-year-old teacher, Calvin Pettit, who jumped in to break up the fight, was shot in the back, suffering broken ribs and a collapsed lung. A spokeswoman for Simpkins family has claimed that he acted out of self-defense after being robbed and targeted by bullies in the past for, quote, wearing nice duds and driving a fancy car. The decision he made taking the gun were not justifying that. Carol Lafayette, a family member who spoke on behalf of the family, said that was, that part was not right, but he was just trying to protect himself. That sounds a little off to me. Yes, it does. After the shooting, Simpkins fled the school in a silver 2018 Dodge Charger and a manhunt was started to locate him. Simpkins later turned himself in with his attorney. Arlington police said Simpkins was arrested and charged with three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and later released after posting $75,000 bail. He was released on bail. $75,000 bail. He brought a gun to school and shot people. <sighs> You explain that one to me. I can't get that. I understand. Yeah. I understand the feeling bullied. I understand all of those things. None of that justifies bringing a gun into a school because that kind of, to me, kind of shows intent. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, according to civil rights attorney, Kim Cole, criticizing reporters outside of the jail for portraying the incident as a standard issue school shooting. It's pretty sad that that's, it's a standard issue school shooting is a term she chose there. She went on to say in this situation, this was not someone who just went to the school to shoot up people and had their minds made up. She said he did not just say, you know, hey, I'm upset and I'm just going to shoot anyone I see. That was not the situation here. So I request that the media correct their narrative with regard to what happened and respect this family's privacy. I mean, at the end of the day, he took a gun to school, so it doesn't matter what his intent was. The intent was clear when he entered school grounds with a gun. He broke a law right there. So before he ever shot anybody, he'd already broke a law. And this school, from what I understand, has a, a school police department. They actually have their, the school district has their own police department. If he was being bullied, why didn't he go to authorities? Because they said that he's never once reported any of this. I agree a hundred percent. I think that it'll be interesting to hear more of what he has to say and more of what the other students, because I'm sure everybody who witnessed or friends of his or people who know more about the situation will come out and speak and we can find out exactly what the heck went on here because never is it acceptable to bring a weapon anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. All right, moving on, let's jump right in on the Gabby Petito case. Charity, back to you. So Mark, let's talk a little bit about Cassie Laundry. I would love to hear what you have dug up. Okay, so first off, we all saw, our, well, I, I actually read the statement on one of our episodes, the statement that she had originally given to everybody about having no knowledge. She said she hadn't been able to talk to him or see him and, you know, just wanted the whole misunderstanding to be over with. Remember that statement, everybody? Yeah, the one where, yeah, it was just a big misunderstanding. Right. Um, she then more recently went on Good Morning America and she insists she still doesn't know where her brother is. She, in quotations, I would turn him in. I really wish he had come to me with the van first. I would tell my brother to come forward and get us out of this mess. Then she goes on to say that the last time she physically saw him was on September 6th. So she was at the campground. 
Yeah, I did see that she say she was camping. Yep, she she went on to say that she stayed for a few hours and they had some s'mores by the fire. She stated that there was nothing off about the situation. There was no grand goodbye. But here's my question, Mark. She also, before I ask that question, she also admitted that on, I believe, September 1st, he was with his parents and came by her house. Just him, no Gabby. In their Mustang. And she just didn't think to ask I mean, why would you ask where your possible wife to be is? Yeah. And I did read where she had said the last time that he had flown home when they cleaned out the storage unit during a weird time, Gabby didn't come as well. And then she instantly got on FaceTime with her and they had a discussion and talk. Because I guess they're making it seem as if they were fairly close and they talked a lot. So what's different with this time that was not different from the last where she instantly got on the phone and they FaceTimed? Right. So here she is. Parents call her. Hey, we're going camping. Want to come by with the kids? Your brother's here. Shows up. Doesn't, guess doesn't talk to him at all. Doesn't ask where Gabby is. Doesn't ask any questions. Doesn't ask why he came home from his trip early. No questions were asked. Yeah. Okay. So now there's this News Nation interview. It's the one where she and her significant other are outside the front of their house. Yes, I did see some of those. People have seen clips from that. So I kind of went through that and took some things out of that that I thought was a little interesting. So um, she basically said she hadn't seen anyone or spoken to her parents since September 6th after eight o'clock. I actually have audio of that whole section if you want to hear it. Yeah, let's do it. We are just as upset, frustrated and heartbroken as everybody else. And I am losing my parents and my brother and my children's aunt and my future sister-in-law on top of this. And you're not helping. Why your parents? Why why your parents? You're talking about Christmas. They're not talking to us either. Why aren't they talking to you guys? If I knew, (laughs) I would say, I don't know. Do you think they're involved, your parents? I don't know. You don't know. We know you're not involved. We have literally (laughs) been finding everything out with the news with like everybody else. Yeah. I mean, part of me does feel bad for the situation because she didn't ask to be thrust into this, but Uh, she didn't ask for it. But some of the things are just so she basically went on to say that the media, the media misconstrued her words, that she hadn't said that she didn't see him. What she meant was she didn't get to talk to him about the situation. That's what she said anyways. All right. So here's my my. I got to stop because she already just said in this interview that she didn't realize there was a situation. Right. How can she say that the media misconstrued what she said when she didn't even know there was a supposed incident at this point? Exactly. So yeah, that doesn't strike number one. Um, And then she said when she found out, you know, I tried to contact him and my parents. And then she said something a little strange. She said, he is my brother that I don't talk too much. And then she said that her parents' lawyer threw her under the bus and basically told her that, you know, not to contact the parents, not to talk to the parents. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. She said, I didn't hear that before that she doesn't talk to him much, but she's already just said the last time he was here when he came to clean out the storage unit that she saw him then. And then the day one of him being back, she saw him and then she saw him on the sixth. That sounds like a lot of not seeing somebody then, supposedly. Well, it also gets a little bit more strange. She said, she's. I've been accused of lying. It's all the media's fault. And she's just very talkative. Very, very talkative. 
and she's getting ignored by the family. She then says, we are unfortunately in the dark, just like everyone else. And then she said, we were told not to come out, but my kids were crying. So we're not even basically, she she basically said, I'm not even supposed to be speaking with anybody right now. But Which I, I kind of believe that the FBI would tell her not to say anything. I do believe that. But I also believe that, I don't know if she wants five minutes of fame. I don't know what it is, but she just, I mean, she talked for quite a while. For somebody who's not talking, she's talked an awful lot. And she's also been interviewed by other people before she was supposedly told not to talk. Yeah, she's had a couple. Yeah, there's been at least three to five interviews that I, I've seen or heard of. And then before the end of this outside interview, she then says, they asked, you know, do you hope they find Brian? And she said, yes, I hope they find Brian. He's my children's hero. Is just the brother that you don't see or talk too much is your are your children's hero. Well, maybe it's now the time to let these kids know that this is not a hero from what he's been accused of. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Time to definitely have these kids find a new hero. From my understanding, they all live together. The whole family lived together at one point in that Northport, Florida home. Her children, her, her significant other, Gabby and Brian all lived there. And according to her, she never saw anything, but... Instead of me telling you, I'm going to go ahead and play you the audio of what she had said. Wait, please do. Everybody bickers, but nothing like what any, like, no domestic violence. No, yes, or else we would have done something about it. Right. Like, I don't stand for that. I was in a bad relationship similar to that. what's saying has happened. Did you catch that similar to what, I mean, they uh, the saying was happened. Yeah. See this. Yeah, is the, she caught herself on her words right there, basically saying that she knew something. So this is exactly why her parents, lawyer Bertolino does not want her talking. <laughs> she's mincing her words. She's she's now guys. I do want to say this. I in no way at all think Cassie laundry has had anything to do with this. I don't think she knows where Brian is. I don't think that, um, she had anything to do with him escaping or anything like that. I honestly don't. I do not think she does. I do think that part of the reason that Bertolino does not want her talking to her parents is because they're afraid that she might get some information from them that she might leak. Yeah, she might actually say something that's true. Correct. That they're trying not to let out there. Correct. You know what I found interesting? What? Is uh, Brian's dad, Christopher, apparently went out with the FBI to Carlton Reserve to try to point out spots that he think he might be in. He did. And I actually, I read about that. They didn't find anything, by the way, guys. They didn't find, there was there was a camp area, I guess, but it wasn't, there was nothing of Brian's there. It wasn't, wasn't Brian. But. Can we just honestly say that he's not in that area at this point? I don't think he's anywhere near there. Do you know where I think he is? I, I don't. I'd actually like to know where, where do you think he is? Because I have my own feeling of where he is, too. Uh, I think he's probably almost to Canada by now. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should, too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you, you're going that way. I, I am. honestly think he is heading south. I think he he took off from when they were camping. I think he got on a boat, and I think he went south. He's either somewhere south of Mexico or in South America. That, those are the areas that I'm leaning for to where I personally think he is. But if you ask some of the people online, I don't know if you caught this, and I'm not trying to laugh, but... Come on, guys. You really think he is underneath the fire pit in a secret bunker? Oh, my God. I, yeah, underneath the parents' flower bed. Did you I read that one? I have seen this. It's like, come on, people. First of all, have, like the FBI hasn't searched the entire area around the house and inside the house. Come on. They're in Florida. So as soon as you put a shovel on the ground, it fills with water. So you really think he's below the, the flower garden? Exactly. So his father, like you said, went out searching and now he, you know, he's gung-ho now he says he wants to go out again and look I want to search for my son and okay all of a sudden now you want to search for your son I actually read up a couple experts were saying sometimes the police slash FBI will separate the parents like this not to actually have him help look but to see if they can get them when they're not together for someone to kind of slip up oh yeah when you're you're a united front you can basically play off each other with looks I thought that was Really interesting, actually. And smart. Very smart. I'm curious as to where other people, our listeners, think he might be. So throw us a comment. Where do you think Brian is right now? The reason I think Canada is because the Appalachian Trail does go all the way up into Maine. And if you are that far up in Maine, because I have been that far up in Maine, you could sneak right over. You really could. These people in northern New England, where we are at, are crime junkies. So I, I'm pretty sure everybody yeah. up this way. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, because he's already had that Mount Washington shirt on that's been shown around the internet where he's familiar with the White Mountains. He is. And we have had these sightings by some of these other hikers. Now, one of my good friends, and she tried to get some information for me, but she couldn't find it, uh, follows a page of all people that like to hike up and down the Appalachian Trail. And the hikers that are on this page were kind of saying, no, we don't think we don't think he would go that route. Um, we, you know, we haven't seen anything. But there was one gentleman who absolutely called 911 the second after he spoke with him and said, listen, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that that was Brian. That would be a Florida engineer named Dennis Davis is adamant that he spoke with Brian on a deserted road near the Appalachian Trail in North Carolina. That was last Saturday morning. Dennis states that there's no doubt in his mind I spoke with Brian, none whatsoever. Dog the Bounty Hunter's daughter sent me an audio file of Brian's voice and the voice was the same that I heard. Yep. 
the thing that makes me wonder is because they keeps mentioning a white pickup truck. He was in a white pickup truck. Well, hmm. Brian didn't have a white pickup truck and he, there's been no reports of one being stolen. Now, here's something that I don't have a lot of information on, and I probably should have researched a little better, but the reports are breaking today that they don't even think the Mustang was ever at the reserve. I've been reading about that today. Yep. I don't have much more info on that, but we will get more info and report on that as we go. But yeah, supposedly that was never even at the reserve. Um, and can I now just throw in the couple last things that our lovely sister laundry had to say? Oh, absolutely. I would. I love when you throw in your nuggets of information. I got a few little nuggets, guys. I, I want the people to know, Mark, that I indeed write things down in a notebook. She does. I have an Digi- app that I digitized. use on my iPad. I, I type, <laughs> type up nice notes and Charity shows up with a, a binder. I show up with a binder full of douche writings. They, they, you should yeah. see it. We should post a picture yeah, sometime little, on our like, Facebook douche apples all over it and like douchey things that just pop out of it. And I'm going to read a little bit, I think, douchey thing that might be coming out of it. I would love to hear the douche things you have to say. So she says, she basically said, and just one more thing. I did not receive any calls from Mr. Petito before September 11th. Maybe he had the wrong number. I was not ignoring him. What Mm. do you think of that? Yeah. He must've had, he just, he, he probably had the wrong number. Hey, I'm pretty sure he didn't have the wrong number. She didn't, she didn't want to upset him by saying this, Mark. She didn't want to upset him any further, but she did She did want to set the record straight that he probably had the wrong number. Yeah, and they said, they actually in that interview, was there anything that you'd like to say to them yourself? And then she said, I said what I needed to say through the FBI and they've let them know. And then again said, I'm not supposed to speak to anybody I shouldn't even be speaking to you. It's a sad situation. And I, I, my heart goes out to the whole Petito family because they not only lost their daughter, they've now, they're just getting railroaded by the whole laundry family left and right. Yep. And you know, and trust me guys, I do feel bad for Cassie's family. Her kids don't deserve to have all those people on their front lawn. People are just outraged. I don't think it's right that the, the kids are having to suffer because of that. I really don't. And like I said, I do not think she had anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't as well. I mean, I, I this whole family disgusts me, but at the same difference, I don't think she was involved in any of this. Right. So the parents were on Dr. Phil. Gabby's father was actually on Dr. Phil before they found Gabby and he was pleading, you know, pleading with the Laundry's family to please help. And this episode of Dr. Phil, it was both Gabby's mother and stepfather and Gabby's father and stepmother who just seemed like, as I said before, just wonderful people. And they were just pleading again for some information. And, you know, Dr. Phil was pleading for some information too. So they're doing everything they can possibly do. And still in such an early grieving process as well, to have to go on all these talk shows and be interviewed. And I mean, I can't imagine. I I, I could not put myself in their shoes of even trying to get up and function that day, let alone go on a show and talk. It's horrible, this whole situation. And that I think is why I am so bothered by Brian's parents and I'm just disgusted because their parents and how they feel about their kid is how is how Gabby's parents feel about her. And now Gabby's parents know what happened to their daughter and they know who she was with and none of these people will even reach out and talk to them. There, there comes a point where you got to stop trying to supposedly protect yourself to Maybe have a heart like this. This poor family has lost their child. And another thing. So his parents now all of a sudden, like wanting to look for him. 
I think they're actually nervous that he got hurt or something happened to him. I I don't. I you still don't think, think so. No, I I think they know where he is. They know where he went. I think they played a very big part in this. This is speculation on my part because right. I can't say that. But they're they've been way too cavalier on this whole subject this whole time because if that was my son who was out missing, no matter what the circumstance was, whether he had done this, a I would have made him. A he would have never went out hiking. I would have made him face the music on the actions of that he chose to do. But B, I would be out looking sick for him. Whether he did this or not, I would want to find him. If I didn't know where he was, the only point I would be like, oh yeah, I'm worried and I, I'm, I'm struggling. And But then hide in my house all day is if I wasn't really worried or struggling and I knew where he was. That's a really good point, actually. And they also let him know every day, you know, this is where we're covering and this is where we're looking. And if this family knows where he is and they're like, yeah, he's nowhere near there because if I was going to cover for him, I would give them the wrong area. I wouldn't tell them where it was. That's why I want to really read up more on this whole car, not actually being there. I should have been more prepared for today. It's been a week though. Mark, do you have a little clip from the Dr. Phil show? And then maybe the people can hear the sadness. Oh, absolutely. I'll pull that up right now. Somebody needs to start talking. I do believe they know a lot more information than putting out there. You just hear the the hurt in their voice. Anguish, pure anguish. It just, oh, it just breaks my heart. Really breaks my heart, you know? And um, I was also reading that it's by design that they haven't released the autopsy report to the public. Yes, because the way cases work like that, nobody now knows officially what happened to the body except for the people reporting and the person who committed the crime. So basically, they don't let the cause of death be known or they keep a lot of information under wraps. That way, when they're interviewing possible suspects and if they mention one of these things, they can then they could say, well, this was never released. How did you know that scar was there or this wound was here or this piece of clothing was like that or this? It's done by design because it's protecting the investigation. And I understand it's frustrating to us as people who want to see this solved, like there's no information. But at the end of the day, would you rather know what happened or would you rather justice being able to be served because they protected the integrity of the investigation? That's the way you have to look at it. That's what they're doing. Yes. And and we do want justice. So absolutely. And I'm going to pivot here because we are working on a case over here that Charity doesn't even know about. I've given her a couple details, and this is a case where justice has not been served. And I'm hoping the people that we have listening to the show can help make a difference in this case, because this is a case that I am personally familiar with, because the person who's actually accused of committing this crime, I know personally. What? And I know know his wife. He was family friends with my ex-wife. So this is a very close to home case because this guy always gave me the douche chills. Oh, the douche chills. That's the worst. They, they are bad. And when I tell you this crime, which we're going to be interviewing some of the family members this upcoming week, you're going to look at this and go, A, how did I not know about this case? And B, this poor family. And how did this, how does, how does the world not know about this? Because I'm going to tell you a tale where there has been a douche tree that was planted in this family's yard and there was all of them are douche apples. And the, the just rotten douche apples that just fell off the douche tree. Yes, 100%. Nobody in part of this family is good. Really? You can literally go on Google, type the last name, type the town, and then you can read for about 17 hours straight of all the different crimes they've been involved in over the years. And none of them are in jail. 
What? Yes. Maybe we can make that happen, though. I'm hoping so. So that that will be a case that we'll have coming out soon. I, I hope you guys really listen intently and help with that case as well. And maybe you know something about this and don't even realize it. Mark, they're the crime creeps. Oh, they'll they'll dig this up. If anybody will dig it up, it's them. We have the best listeners. Yes, we do. Thank you for reaching out to us. Remember, you can reach out to us on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram. We are at Case Watch Podcast. One more thing on this case before we we leave, Mark. Mr. Dog, the bounty hunter, is his full name, I believe. Just kidding, guys. So his daughter came out and basically said that he what he's doing is a publicity stunt, which I thought was very interesting. And then she went on to say he needs to back off and let the FBI handle it. That was Cicely Chap- Chapman, who... Who said that? So that's interesting, isn't it? That his own daughter is basically saying that she thinks it's a publicity stunt, which is kind of sad because if there's like bad blood between them, now it's just kind of like bringing that to the front. Yeah, because that's a man who needs no publicity. I mean, he's had a show that's been on TV for years. He, other than I think Hulk Hogan, he's probably one of the more recognizable people that could go almost anywhere in the country and people are going to know who he is. He doesn't need publicity. Exactly. That's what I thought too. I thought that was very strange. There's some bad blood brewing there. We should look into that as well. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It is because I love dog, the bounty hunter dogs, the man. I just need to let me tone his hair guys. Like I said before, (laughs) if we could get him in here and you could get his hair toned, could we like live stream it? I would be in heaven guys. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening on that note. Dog's hair being toned in my basement would be hilarious. Uh, Charity, you got anything you want to end with? The Gabby Petito Foundation is now fully set up, Mark, which is great. You guys, if you want to donate, you can just go to GabbyPetitoFoundation.org and um, you can just head there and, and help this family out, please. They have some really great justice for Gabby silicone bracelets and just some amazing things that they plan on doing with this foundation. So I, I definitely think it's something you should support as well. I totally agree. And one more thing, Mark, before we go, I have, I have a question for the crime creeps. If anybody, any of you out there have any idea of what kind of design would look good for some merch, let us know, give us some ideas. Yeah, we've had a couple of people reach out and I, I must say that was the first time I've heard the R from charity right there in a spot that it didn't belong. I, she, if you didn't catch it, she's like, if anybody here has any ideas, <laughs> like I caught that. We, we do that in New England. We add ours where they're not supposed to be and we don't say them where they are supposed to be. So again, I apologize. I, I'm also from out. New England as well. I don't do that. You're from New England, but not, I, not in Massachusetts. I think you would say I'm more New England than you are because I'm further north than you. Well, Mass, I'm Massachusetts. That's a, that's a whole different animal. Not on a quick side note, but this is something funny because my girlfriend is also from Massachusetts. That's why I'm a transplant down here now in Massachusetts. Transplant. Yes, they picked me up from New Hampshire and put me down here. <laughs> we just have a different way of speaking where it drives her nuts. Like I will say interstate. And that drives her nuts because she says highway. Yeah, it's the highway. Really? Because the sign says interstate. But it's the highway. When I order a when I when I order a I don't even know how to say it without giving it away. She hates the word grinder. Yeah, it's so a sub. In in New Hampshire, you order a meatball grinder. No. So when I ordered that for the first time, she whipped her head sideways and she's like, 
ew, don't ever say that. That's gross. I'm like, but that's what it is. I mean, just a subtle difference is from 40 miles from where I am from originally from north of here. It's like it's like you're eight states away. I know. It's awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back here next week. Um, like I said, reach out to us on Facebook, Case Watch Podcast. We love reading your comments and we'll see you next week. Have a good day. Bye, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.